0: Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms including Spotify and iTunes so make sure you go give that a subscribe guys. Now if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, what is up, guys? So today we're gonna be looking at going from a corporate job to a fully booked one-to-one personal trainer to fully transitioning online. So today's guest has gone from start to finish, right? Working the nine-to-five in the corporate like many people do starting out. They're they're doing some form of other job, maybe a part-time job, maybe working at a bar or even at university, and then they make that transition into one-to-one PT. Matt did that, he did it very successful and he filled up his calendar with 50 hours of one-to-one PT sessions in the space of just six months, working in a private space. So not a big box gym, a private space. And From there, he really honed his skills, invested in his personal development and coaching, and he revealed some of the top things that he invested in to elevate his business. Then from there, he started beta testing, online programming and coaching to really refine that offer with his systems and his results. And once he got that confidence, which is key when it comes to, to the online space, He has now decided to go fully online, leave his one-to-one behind and scale his business digitally. So this is going to be a really interesting one for you guys because you'll be at a different part of the journey, each one of you. But I'm sure you'll be able to resonate and take things from each step of Matt's progression over the last four to five years so really excited to share this one with you he's an awesome dude he's doing some great work and he gets great results for his clients so definitely someone to listen to all right let's get into it it's great to have you here man it's great to finally do this because i know we've been going back and forth matt um probably for about a month obviously we had like (laughs) christmas new year and you're super busy by the sounds of it with your coaching business so really glad that we could set this up man
1: Sure. Thank you for having me, mate. Uh, just been super busy. So yeah, I know we've been batting this backwards and forwards in the DMs, but we got there, right? Here we are.
0: We got there. So for anyone listening, anyone tuning in either on Facebook or listening back to this podcast, I always like to start the shows by giving people a little bit of a context as to who the guest is, what you're all about, probably why you got into coaching in the first place. Sure. Um, and if we start then, then we could just go and unpack and explore some uh, some of the things that we spoke about, like you making this transition from the gym and and, and giving in your notice and now going fully online because I think that 's going to be an interesting thing for us to cover so yeah, Matt, like uh, how did this thing all start for you? Why did you want to get into coaching in the first place?
1: sure, so um, probably first and most notable piece of information about my backstory is that I Um, I worked for a decade in consultant engineering before doing this. So I left school and moved straight into engineering. Um, Sent me around the world. It was a great job. It it paid handsomely, but the stress levels were like next level. Um, And ultimately, while I was interested in it, it it stressed me out to the point where I was just really not enjoying life. Every office I ever worked in for global companies, um, I became like the fitness guy who like went to the gym on his lunch break. I was a bit of a bro for a while. I'm okay to admit that, um, you know, chicken and rice, tuna and rice for lunch every single day. Um, but
0: nice, the, the strict <laughs> diet, <dad>. oh, <yeah. laughs> the boring
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, you know the drill. So we, um, they would always ask me for advice within the office. Um, and it, I quickly became that kind of go-to figure in every office I worked in. Um, well, actually moved into interior design, brand identity, to be graphic stuff towards the end. Oh um thinking that that would maybe cure the itch but ultimately i was still unfulfilled and unhappy and then yet again became the fitness guy within the office you effectively become a free pt to the entire office um so decided to quit with six months savings in in the bank and just thought you know what what's the worst that could happen i did my pt certification and um yeah, all kind of just snowballed from there very quickly, actually. I'm very fortunate that it happened very quickly for me. I, I moved into, um, I went straight to being self-employed within a small box gym. I didn't didn't go to the big commercial gym. I thought, you know what, um, at that point, I felt like I was old enough and wise enough to just dive straight in. Uh, whether or not that was the right decision remains to be seen, but Um, became very busy very quickly thanks to uh, a network of people that I had built up over the last decade Um, So people quite quickly were like oh hold on you're actually doing this now yeah I want to pay you so went from being the new guy in a small box with no actual members to fully booked within six months um, delivering 50 sessions a week which was great Um, and really really fulfilling and enjoyed it but ultimately then I found myself back earning less than I was in engineering but very stressed again because i was delivering 50 sessions which you'll be aware of is by the time you write and then deliver those sessions that's a hundred hour week yeah.
0: um so, so under- it's a lot of workload with with the coaching lot. with the one-to-one and then the back end like admin and to, to go you, with if it. you're
1: good at your job yeah like ultimately you could do it in 50 hours if you just turned up but you wouldn't you wouldn't remain fully booked um so yeah it, it was it, you're right there's a lot of back-end admin stuff and then obviously you're, you're the graphic designer you're the, the, the social media guy you're IT support. You're the accountant. So it, I quite, quite quickly became very overwhelmed again. Um, so decided to do something about that and um, moved to a sort of hybrid model of, right, let's dabble with online. Let's see what's going on here. Thankfully for me, I had quite a strong understanding of IT. I'm very tech literate because of my background. So that served me quite well in setting up systems. I'm very systems orientated. I am reg- like My laptop is the most anal thing you've ever seen. I'm very, like, because of the industry I worked in, that was required. Mm. Um, and also because of the industry I worked in where CPD was enforced. Where in order to keep your registration to a certification within structural engineering, you had to prove CPD. So that's something that I've carried over as well, which has served me very well. Anyway, yeah,
0: so let me just dive in there for anyone yeah. listening. CPD is like continual professional development, professional development. right? That's so right, you've yeah. got to, like, continually upskill yourself, add more courses, uh, just show that like you're staying ahead of the industry, or like on top of the industry, so that like you can continue doing what you're doing. Just for, for anyone listening,
1: yeah, for sure. And ultimately, like before, I, I'll touch on that. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but you're right. Uh, it's just key that people do stay on top of the, you know their learning. I think a lot of the time there's a there's a there's a big core of people who will do their level three, and then rest on that and be like, cool, I'm done. Education tick, big tick in that box, move on. No, you've just—you've not even started. You've just literally got the prerequisite to start learning. That is mm-hmm. your, that's your entry. That's your
0: ticket to allow you to learn. It's kind of like when you uh, pass your test, right? Like when you're you're doing your theory, you're doing your practical. It's kind of like you're ticking the boxes, but let's be honest, you're still pretty dog shit at driving at that point. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Until like you you pass your test, and then all of a sudden you're like driving for the first time on your own you're starting to play around with just driving with one hand like you're doing multiple things at a time and then you get into like uh, almost like a flow state and then it becomes a subconscious kind of for sure kind of move but that comes through experience um that's, it, it? that's
1: absolutely that's absolutely it. and that's that's the big there's really good analogy mate in terms of like you have to and then you wouldn't just do your driving test and then never drive again. And then just get in the car in a year's time and be like, oh, I'll be, I'll be fine. You won't be, you'll be absolute dog shit. So ultimately, CPD is something that I've put a huge emphasis on. Um, the amount of money I have invested in CPD is, is enormous. Not that it necessarily has to be driven only by financial, review. there's plenty of good free content out there. Um, but I have invested over and over and over in upskilling so that you stay at least towards the top end of the industry so that you can learn from people. And then deliver that back to your clients. I think clients are very, very shrewd these days and they will quite quickly pick up on if you're like, oh, eat less and move more um, and you're just giving them dog shit workouts, people are switched on. Social media has changed that you have to be ahead of the game. Um, It doesn't mean you have to be doing cutting edge stuff with every client. It just people, clients like to see that you're taking the time to invest back into your skill set.
0: Yeah, I'm a big believer in that, in uh, reinvesting in yourself, but also like practicing what you preach. And if you're taking certain actions and behaviors, like you're going to attract people that are willing to do the same. So like you said, if you're investing in yourself, then people are going to want to invest in you and your coaching, right? So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is super important. With the CPD stuff, like for anyone listening on on Facebook or on the podcast right now, like what are some of the key things that you've invested in that have been like really good for you and helped you like elevate your skill set, but probably your confidence as well in delivering sessions and getting results? For sure. I think ultimately it's going to de- each individual PT is going to have to look and feel where they're
1: strong and where they're weak, because some people will come in with a really good nutrition background. Some people come in. I came in with a really strong nutrition background, but my understanding of exercise, while it was good enough to get me into pretty good shape and better than most, it actually wasn't that in depth. So I quite quickly re- realized that I need to do more on that side of the equation. So for yeah. me, the single best course I ever did and, and will do again is important to say, because it's that good and will repeatedly do is RTS, so Resistance Training Specialists with Integra. Um, so it's Michael Golden, runs a company called Integra Education in London. Um, they do RTS, which is a three module course. Each module a weekend um, over a number of months. Um, I, it will blow the top off your head. Um, you'll probably go away feeling more stupid than when you arrived.
0: It just, yeah.
1: you leave like, what just happened? Everything I knew about exercise has just been completely eradicated but that's why it's so good um i don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty of what it is but it effectively teaches you how to analyze how a machine works and how a human's muscles work and match them appropriately identify strengths and weaknesses within the individual and how to make machines how to make the, the machine suit the human rather than the human suit the machine you have know, seen people doing all kinds of weird stuff on machines in the gym you know swinging around and like just not doing it right, ultimately you can prop the machine, change the machine such that this, the resistance profile of the machine suits the strength profile of the muscle that you're training. And therein it is higher tier than just sticking someone on the chest bed and saying like, oh, right Colin, four sets of 10, please.
0: Mm.
1: So that, that, for instance, stands out as a number one course I would recommend. Um, He's just such a good teacher, Michael Golden. Uh, In terms of nutrition, I did precision nutrition right at the start. Um, Whether or not it served me to uh, what degree, I don't know. It was good. It was a good foundation understanding of um, nutrition. But what came along quite quickly after that was muscle nerds for me. So I found muscle nerds, Luke Lehman, um, and just like blew my mind. And I'm still on their continual um, development um, program design course. They are next level good educators so muscle nerds is something that i recommend pretty much any coach checks out especially starting with the foundation seminars which they put on around the around the, the world mm-hmm. um cannot recommend it enough from learning about bio, bioenergetics it's basically biochemistry which people are going to be like no and run a mile but ultimately that's our job to understand that calories aren't calories what what are we eating what's happening between here and, and your arsehole effectively what processes are happening, and how can we manipulate all of that to make up the client experience better, and ultimately make the the, the results better that you're getting? Hmm. Um, so muscle nerds and RTS are the two, and then for on top of that, my third choice for education for PTs is Mr. Phil Graham, by far and away, um, just changed the game for my business when I started working with him. Um,
0: so Phil obviously is like a business mentor, right? Um, yeah, he, I, I think he's coached one of my uh podcast guest actually ben heron you might know ben heron
1: yeah ben, i do know ben I yeah was
0: on ben, ben's podcast a while back uh okay yeah yeah so he was on my show when i first launched it uh about a year ago and i think he's become i think he's become phil's success yes he yeah success. he's on,
1: specialist yeah yeah
0: yeah something like that so he's doing some stuff with phil yeah i really like phil's work um and obviously he's got a lot of experience been in, in the industry for a long time and uh he's really um dominated that diet I think it's the diabetic space is it with his book that's his
1: book is the diabetic muscle one yeah but I mean his business space stuff is like I've done quite a lot of that I'll be honest I'm quite into pushing the business forward as well as developing my knowledge as a a technical individual Mm -hmm. how are you as a business person it also matters so Uh, yeah I've invested a lot of money in and I've been around the houses with it so I've got quite a good view of the industry of I've wasted money there. I haven't there. That was okay. See for Phil, it's just like come along and hit a different level. The man has come in and just killed the game
0: mm-hmm. in terms
1: of the support I get from Phil um, and his teachings and systems and everything that he will teach. Game changing.
0: No, I love this. And um, all, all the, what I would consider successful trainers that, that come on the show or coaches who are doing well, to most people's standards, where you're fully booked, you've got online opportunities, you've got options, you're inundated with clients, you get really good results. The the common theme I always see is you're investing in yourself in personal development when it comes to like the business, the marketing side of things. You're also investing in like the product deliverables as well. And that's what makes you successful. People think like, Good, good coaches are just good coaches. No, they, they become good coaches by investing in themselves, investing in more skill sets, learning new things from other people who are like five steps ahead, 10 steps ahead. I- uh, and from the business perspective, because obviously that's the space I'm in, like I help the the one-to-one PTs on the gym floor, but also I do the online stuff as well with my business partner. Can you Can you explain from your perspective as a coach going into those programs, learning about business and marketing, how integral that has been to your success?
1: Yeah, like absolutely, absolutely transformational in terms of like, I'll go out and say that I had a good understanding of it anyway. I have that kind of mind. So it wasn't like I was in desperate need for it, but what I I see across the industry is an absolute desperate need for it. For, For most PTs that I come across, for the people who ask me for advice is they are screaming out for this kind of education sort of thing that you provide. In terms of, it's you can be as good a coach as you like. It it ultimately doesn't matter if you have no idea how to run a business. Your business will fail before you're like before anything else. Like it will it won't give you the salary you want or the freedom that you want. Uh, It just won't sustain that. And ultimately, sooner or later, you know we see a lot of PTs leave the industry because they don't know how to run a business. Mm. They don't they don't understand looking at the financials. They don't understand forecasting. They don't understand. Even basics, like looking at social media and having a schedule for that kind of thing, they don't do that stuff. They're so busy focusing on, oh, how can I add a band to this machine to, to make the resistance profile different? How can I add cuffs to this? Um, ultimately, like I'm going to throw this out there, so this is going on social media in a minute, but so this is an exclusive before it goes up, but I wrote a post this morning being like putting bands on machines and wearing cuffs in the gym, like is it the equivalent of wearing Balenciagas out in the street? Like you might think you look smart. Everyone else thinks you look like a melt like ultimately, unless you know what you're doing, you look like a dick mate.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, if you, unless you're a baller with Balenciaga, you usually look like a helmet. So it's a case of like, be as good a coach as you like and fanny around with all that stuff. But unless you can run the business at the back end, that is what will, that is the, the turnkey to you, your progression is being able to actually manage systems, systemize your business. Mm. And like ultimately like, don't forget from a business perspective that client fulfillment and like client retention is is a business thing as much as it is like you can deliver the best session in the world but if they get no contact from you if their experience of their relationship with you your business is is crap they're quite quickly gonna be like "Mm, this isn't for me are they so yeah
0: it's super super key Mm. now i love that you touched on those points and like from a personal standpoint having been coaching personal trainers for the last two years um i've come to realize that, that the, the industry is kind of broken to a degree in terms of how people are pushed into the industry. So they, they come in, like you said, they do their level two and level three, and, and they think they've got a license to, to be successful. And some people will, right? There'll be people that are just naturally good at those soft skills like business, marketing, client retention, and they've got those skills, maybe from past experiences in other positions, kind of like you, you had some soft skills coming into it and you built on those. Yeah, for sure. But where I see the big problem and where the industry is slightly broken from uh, a personal trainer standpoint and and going into it self-employed is the level two and the level three qualifications don't teach you shit about business. <laughs> Or anything else for that matter, Alec. <laughs> no, it, it's super, super basic. It's just like just to get like a tick, so that you're like so you're insurable. So, yeah, so you're insurable. Month, so. Yeah, and you're certified. But if you dig into those um, level twos and level threes, there's nothing practical practical about how to market your business, how to generate leads, how to to sell prospects into your packages, how to retain customers. I think they skim on it, and I think they're adding a couple of modules because I've looked at it, but it's still a load of dog shit. It is not going to help you when it comes to growing a business. As you probably know, and any trainer listening to this, if you've been through a level two and level three um, where you have had an amazing experience on the business and marketing side, let us know down below. I'd love to see that course, but I have yet to see one that covers it because that's not what the course is designed for. Nothing against the, the course providers, Who provide the level twos and level threes? Like they're not promising business, marketing, and sales skills. They're promising getting you through and certified so you can get registered. But this is the wake up call that people need to have. When you're missing something fundamental in growing a business, you're not just going to figure it out. You need to go out and learn either through podcasts, YouTube, or like yourself, you invest. In someone that knows exactly what to do and you collapse time and you save yourself years of frustration or maybe quitting altogether because you never make it
1: i think that's ultimately true and one thing that came to mind when you were saying that which we didn't we haven't touched on yet and certainly has been true for me and rings true for everyone else is surrounding yourself with the right people so getting the mentor is great and having that coaching and having that guidance that's key but you also find in these courses that you'll find a lot of like-minded other coaches that you can surround yourself with and then grow together. So although some of these courses may only be six months, one month, a year, whatever, they're all time-bound. Ultimately, after that, we have, you know, you, you meet people and you you continue relationships with those, with those people. So for me, I've, I've met a lot of really key influential other coaches within the industry on these courses um, who have helped, I've grown with. So for instance, one guy comes to mind, I know he's been on the show actually, Dan Poulter, Muscle Fitness UK. Um, you spoke to him a while back. Now he-
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's a good mate of mine. We actually did another podcast, uh, I think last week, cause he's just launched- yeah, yeah, which yeah, one, The Fitness Executive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So Dan and I are like really good mates off the back of a course that we were on together a long time ago.
0: Oh yeah, um, nice. We did a
1: mastermind course together. And um, him and I really, really just connected. And now we'll, we'll speak every day. He actually phoned whilst we were talking. My phone rang. Ah,
0: like, nice. Does he know that you're on this show? No, no, no. Well, he, he knows, but I, he won't have remembered this today. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay.
1: But he, um, him and I will help drive each other forward. Like so yeah, it's been, yeah. there have been, you will pick up uh, on these courses. You will pick up other people within the industry who you vibe with, and then you grow together. So I've got Dan in one pocket. I've got another guy called Joe Parrish. I don't know if you know him from up, up in Scotland.
0: No, I'm not, I'm he's not, cool. this guy. You, what does he do? Joe does Cash, he do?
1: um a hybrid of what I do and what you do. Uh, okay. So he's somewhere between the two of us. Great uh-huh. guy, y- he would be a really good guy to have him on, on the show. Yeah,
0: um, let's and, team and, him
1: up. And, and then we've got another guy in, in between those two who like my little sort of trio of like confidence for growing the business is yeah. um, Ollie Carson, conditioned okay. by Like the three of those guys are like linchpins in the progression of my business. I've huh. picked them all up on other people's courses. The courses that we're discussing these business development situations once the course lapses and we're done, those relationships continue and those relationships continue to drive you forward because you you boost each other's confidence you yeah hundred
0: percent you know and like you're surrounding yourself with with like minded people and I always say like show me your friends and I'll show you your future yeah for sure, yeah.
1: I like that. That's true. It's the it's the you're the sum of the people you spend their time around, right? It's that, yeah, exactly. It's, it's right. Classic. Like,
0: so if you're uh, if you're in a gym,
1: like with people who have no aspiration, like other coaches, if you're in a gym with people who just complain about their situation without doing anything about it, and you find yourself spending seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day with those people, don't be surprised if your mindset starts to suffer and you start to go down that hole of like oh, everything's fucked, everything's shit. I'm never going to leave this. in. Yep. I'm never gonna leave I'm going to leave this industry because you're surrounding yourself and you're choosing to allow their energy vampires. These people as well I call them, they, they just sap your energy and your willingness to, to progress. So again, take yourself out of that environment, take yourself into a business development environment find these new people, replace your friends, upgrade that your, your colleagues, if you like, I know you're not strictly colleagues, but create a group of colleagues who you treat as contemporaries and counterparts and use them to, to level up together. Right.
0: Yeah, I think you made a, a really good point there about like the, the gym space, particularly if you're a PT, like operating in a in a big box gym or a gym with, with other PTs. And you're right, like you will, even if you are better, but everyone else is below you in the gym, you will lower your standards to fit in. Most people will do that, 100%. right? You'll, you'll try and normalize yourself to fit in with everyone else. So if everyone else is like complaining that it's tough there's no leads. People are leaving. You're you're effectively like absorbing that mindset from all these other people because they they keep talking about it over and over and over again, and so naturally you start to believe the shit that people are telling you. Yeah. And equally, the same is true if you surround yourself with the likes of Dan and and yeah. Joe yeah, and, and these guys. Like they're gonna brainwash you into thinking you can charge more, be more successful, and 100%. grow faster right it's like who are you surrounding yourself with and what are they brainwashing you because I, I see so many trainers that i work with they're listening to people around them who are not where they want to fucking be no oh, do you know what me. i mean yeah, yeah, do to, yeah do you want to grab your <laughs> your uh your pod yeah first world so problems when your luxury
1: headphones fall out your ears and i know before.
0: yeah i know crazy pray times. for matt we'll have a go fund me by the end of the podcast <laughs> so uh, and it's true though right like um a lot of guys are, are taking advice from people who yep. don't don't have a clue how to run a business. They're broke as fuck, and they're taking advice from people on how to make money from coaching and build a successful pe- um business that helps people. And it's just like, wake up, like wake up and surround yourself with the right people. And I know I'm being a bit blunt here, but I think people need to hear it sometimes that like you're, you're leaving so much opportunity on the table and you're underperforming and you've got so much potential. I speak to so many guys that could be so successful and do really, really well, yet they're comfortable just staying in the same kind of environment. If they could or, just
1: get out their own way. They would, yeah, they yeah. Would if they could partners. get out their own
0: way and surround themselves with the right people, they'd be so successful. And more importantly, it's not just about making money. My big mission is to help personal trainers get more clients so they can impact more people through health and fitness. Because sure. you guys have got... Crazy skills and the ability to coach people to better health, longer life, and impact people's happiness. That is something worth paying for. That is why I so believe in selling coaching and helping personal trainers with their businesses because it's a life-changing service. But you need to level up if you want to actually live out your full potential. And getting around the right people is like one of the first steps to doing that, right? 100%. I
1: was, you know, we're all very much like on board with the you are what you eat ideology. I always say to other coaches that you are, where you consume, and I say that to clients. So it's not just eating. It's what, what do you watch on TV? What do you read? What, what, you know, who do you speak to? Who are you listening to? Because that, that for PTs is largely, if they're surrounded by these, these other coaches who are downbeat, they're consuming that negative bullshit on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. No wonder you leave feeling crap about your situation or you start to convince yourself you're not capable because these other people are poisoning your mind with this this crap effectively I've been there it's not a good place to be
0: mm. is that an aura ring on your finger it is an aura ring well spotted yeah I always spot the auras because you yeah, we wear them on
1: our first finger like yeah you like, wear you like, wear them you on an odd
0: finger it's like hmm why has he got a ring there um yeah. like tell everyone why you've got the aura why did you get the aura so I
1: track a lot of data for myself like I am obsessed D- data with data
0: nerd like well, yeah, that's because good. of my history
1: like because I was, I was an enforced part of the structural engineering. like You can't build a building without data. So yeah. when I moved into this sphere, I'm tracking a lot of things became obsessive, maybe. Uh, I'm looking at like rest and heart rate, blood pressure, fasting blood glucose, heart rate variability, all these different things which, in my opinion, are, while they're not prerequisites of a coaching program, they are tools that you, each PT, I think, and coach should have the capacity to use and understanding of when to use. It doesn't have to be used with every client, but you should have the knowledge of and. You know, understand when to apply it. So for me, um, tracking heart rate variability, I used to wear my heart rate belt, wear it to bed to track my sleep. It is a bit of a pain in the arse. It's not that comfortable. Then I started doing my heart rate variability using HRV for training, where you put your finger on the camera in the morning. But I mean, again, while it only takes two minutes, like when you're getting up at four in the morning, it's just another another thing to have to do. So the Aura Ring allows me to track my HRV. You know automatically, it also gives me a sleep feedback because one thing that I notice coaches really suffer with because I, I coach for like body comp goals are quite a lot of coaches. So, one thing that I realize within that population is that they really don't protect their sleep, they're busy telling everyone else to protect their sleep. Mm. It's a do as I say, not as I do kind of set up with coaches yeah, but they're, I hate they're four hours a night, they're like up till midnight programming and then up at four for, for coaching to drive to the gym. And then they're like, right, Susan, did you sleep seven hours last night? The first thing they're doing is berate their their clients, but they're not prioritizing themselves. So one of the key ideologies that I took from muscle nerds was to move from the them, us, me model, where you look after your clients, and then you and your significant other are direct family, and then yourself gets whatever's left. Mm. Flip that to me, us, them. So by looking after yourself with things like this, that can give me data to be like, whoa, you need to sleep more. Or you need to sleep better, then you can look after us better. So me, my significant other, so my fiance, my son, I can look after them better. And then when I can do the, those two things better, I can better facilitate looking after my clients. Yes,
0: it's like a Matt. Top down model, do you know? I Maybe. just want to let I just want to let that sink in for a second because this is super important for everyone listening. I am very pro that philosophy. I believe that like you need to look after yourself first in order to be able to look after other people to the best of your ability because if we're coaches and we're broken we're not getting enough sleep we're not productive we're tired we're malnourished we're not going to be able to help at the the best level we're not going to be able to perform at our best and also like you've got to protect yourself so that you can stay in the game because it's not a sprint it's it's a marathon this this business and life in general so if you get worn down because you're not getting enough sleep or you don't feel good, or you don't feel productive. Uh, productive, or you like you're just getting worn down and burnt out. Then that's going to make your clients suffer. So ultimately, it's like, yeah.
1: Well, ultimately, you can't pour from an empty cup. So no. a really good and really really short book, which is on Audible. I don't know if it's a. It must be a physical book. It's called How Full Is Your Bucket. It's literally like an hour long on Audible, and it's mm. like everybody, not just coaches, everybody should listen to it. And it's about. You have two different types of people. You've got bucket dippers and bucket fillers. So effectively, like, if you're permanently, like, letting people dip so all your clients will take from you, that's how, that's what a client relationship should look like. They take your energy. You give them your energy and time. It should never be the other way around. If you're permanently giving and having the bucket dip, you, you, nobody's filling it. You need to take control of filling your own bucket so that you have something to pour from. Because if you're not feeding back in and not making non-negotiables for yourself, like, I will train, because coaches won't train. They'll put their own training last. They'll put their own nutrition last. Like mm. coaches are the original, like, like they eat like bloody snakes. Like they, they like chew something twice and then open their neck and just let it slide down. It's like, oh, I can't work it. Why I've got bloating gas and indigestion. On Like heaven forbid, that should be the case when you're literally chewed your food twice um, in, in the 30 seconds before a client on the gym floor, you heated up some chicken and rice in the microwave and chewed it twice and swallowed it. Now you've got gut problems. You're not sleeping properly. You're not looking after yourself in any way, shape or form. Me ask them, not them ask me. That's the bottom line.
0: Self-care, guys. Take it For from sure. Matt. He's speaking some truths. Um, I'm curious. What's your readiness score on your uh, aura? This morning? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it has been up and down because I was unwell before Christmas. This morning is 88. So okay, happy. that's
0: that's good. Anything, I got a crown. Nice, man. Yeah, what yeah. is it like? Anything like 85 plus? 85. 85 burned. plus is, is good. And if you're in like 91, 92, you're a boss sleeper.
1: I've not. I mean, so my sleep wasn't so good. mate. My, my sleep was 84 last night.
0: Okay. Oh, shit. That sounds but, like a fire alarm. I like that. That's... You all get
1: this up for, the, for the show.
0: Right. Let's see what happens. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is just going to... Yeah, there we go. It's I mean, just, that guy just over a your test.
1: Shoulder. The guy over your left shoulder was not concerned in the slightest. No,
0: no, no. So, so yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, I think they're just keeping us safe in here, doing the, doing the regular <laughs> tests. Um, okay, so that's good. Um, yeah, I'm a it's big advocate past. of...
1: So fire, the fire alarm goes off, bro. I
0: know, yeah. You're just burning people with truths yeah. today. <laughs> um, I, I'm a big advocate of the sleep thing. I bang on about this all the time because like, it, I feel like it's the mechanism for everything. Like, You get a good sleep, you're productive. You get a good sleep, yeah. you eat well. You get a good sleep, you're happy. You get a good sleep, you're more creative. You get good sleep, like you're more grateful. Like everything comes off the back of sleep. I have been tweaking it for about three or four months, playing with all kinds of things. And now I've got it dialed in. So for the last three months, I've had a perfect night's sleep every single night. Not one of them has been off. That's what we like. It's, ma- it's feel mad. feel like an
1: absolute legend when you're like that as well. You're like getting up, jumping out of bed. Like I don't. You, you don't even need a coffee first thing in the morning when you're sleeping like that.
0: Like no, it's class, man. your
1: vitality goes through the roof.
0: Yeah. And a couple of, a couple of tips, like for anyone listening, the, this is what I do is number one. And you, I, it, this is hard for coaches because you're on like crazy schedules, but I go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time. I'm telling my body, right. Kick in the melatonin, kick in the cortisol at these times. Cause it knows this is when Alex goes to sleep. Sure. This is when Alex wakes up. So naturally my hormones are dialed in. And then, um, even at the weekend is key there, yeah. 100 so a, a
1: seven day sleep wake, seven so days a week, seven days a week from Saturday and Sunday, which some
0: people do. 100. percent. I don't drink or go out anyway, so that's why I can pull that off. It's not practical for everyone, but yeah, me too. I drink good company. <laughs> I'd rather sleep than go out and get pissed. 100 so, <laughs> that's how I live my life these days. No, <laughs> I used to smash it, hit the tables, bottle service, get ripped Friday, Saturday, uh, be ruined up until Wednesday. Like get back on track and then blow myself up again what on end? Friday, Saturday. What? Like to what
1: end? Like yeah, exactly. In
0: in. No, it was, it was it with- was fun. It was fun. I loved blowing all my cash and like getting bottles and like dancing like a knobhead. Um, and it was fun, but it was it wasn't sustainable for any success or growth long term. No, and, um, and, and
1: so it's driven by this theory of work hard, play harder, which is like given to guys. So my demographic is largely in men. Something yeah. I talked to them about is they come in with that work hard, play harder mentality where they're like, I'm going to go out and get absolutely smashed. Um, ultimately, to, to actually, I say to what end? To the end that they end up stressing their body out even more and burying themselves even more. So they're even more tired. So they need even more sleep. So, yeah, it's an absolute non starter. You're in good company, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, back to my things. Uh, uh, same time, blue light blockers, two hours sure. before bed, let the melatonin kick in, and then CBD. Uh, three drops, rub it around my mouth as if it was cocaine. Um, that, don't that's, get them mixed
1: up. That's no, don't get those. Good don't, advice. Don't get those up. If you take nothing else from the podcast, don't mix your CBD in your cocaine.
0: And uh, earplugs as well, like wax earplugs that block out the whole noise. Not these like shitty foam ones. They're like proper wax. They it's go like, in your ears. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I left a review on Amazon saying that um, actually death was the title. And then underneath it said, um, while these earplugs may seem cheap on the face of it they became very expensive when i had to teach my fiance sign language to communicate with me like you <laughs> yeah mate you literally i literally, literally missed
0: alarms with those things on i literally yeah. miss alarms but the only way i wake up is because my body knows i'm getting up at that time so like sure. i don't need an alarm effectively no, I'm and sure. then uh what was the other thing Oh, I like to be clean before bed. I like to, I like to have a shower. I'm very OCD. If you can, Mate, we're the same person. It's cool. If, like, if you I'll can, uh, if you can tell. There's one other thing I do as well. Oh yeah, I've only just started doing it again because it's getting light. So over the winter I didn't have to do it, but now it's getting light. I put a I put an eye mask on probably like an hour before I wake up. So like I'll turn an hour before I wake up, that give or take. Then I'll put my eye mask on, make sure that the light doesn't affect my um, my cortisol. So like pretty intense sleep for sure but, ritual, but it's but it's it's habitual now it's just like process that just gets done a standard like um, you charge
1: your phone to full capacity every night when you go to bed yeah like yeah.
0: because you're because you're sane and human yeah
1: um, there are people who don't charge their phone every night if you're listening this isn't the podcast for you um, <laughs> but, but if you charge your phone every night but for some reason people see them, their own battery reserve as something that you you can just half charge it and expect it to go 100% all day doesn't work like that. Like you've got to protect this stuff. And it's like the most base level foundation of functioning as a human being.
0: Mm, Yeah. I'm glad we covered sleep. It's important guys. Key to success. So I I want to talk about your transition from the gym to online because you alluded to a hybrid and I'm guessing you're in hybrid zone right now, but you're going to make a full switch to online. You said in in March, right?
1: For sure. So, um, like I, like where I was earlier on picking up from there i kind of started a hybrid i took on three online clients at a ridiculously reduced rate um so that i could learn my craft mm-hmm. so that they were they were they weren't sold something they were told that i'm looking for three people to help me beta test the system i don't like this like oh i'm now taking online clients i've never done it before but i'm going to charge you for work mm-hmm. i'm not okay with that so I, I went in and said look i'm looking for three people to help me beta test i still made money I, they were fully aware of the fact that they were being helping me test a system. I used them to help build it. And then after six months, I was really confident that my system kind of worked and I could fulfill what people required online. Um, and then just what I did is, and I still stand by this as a good model. I don't know if you agree, but every month at the end of the month, I opened X number slots so that I wasn't permanently churning new people through, having to set people up, coach people, face-to-face coaching, online coaching. Which so just, t- like, to-
0: timed launch.
1: Yeah, so at like the last five days of the month, mm-hmm. that's when the slots opened. If they didn't mm-hmm. fill, cool, I, next month. And it wasn't like I just rolled them over. It was just like every month there was five slots until I was full. Um, and that, what, that, what that meant was that the first week of every month it was onboarding. I could focus on onboarding new people rather than just sporadically bringing people on. You've got like campaign-based social media so that you can like build towards an end of month launch. Every single month you can talk about it, build a bit of hype, build a bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. People are like, cool. And then the they also the client becomes aware of the fact that oh Matt has slots every month.
0: Yeah. So you're you're training you're too. training the audience that like uh there's limited availability and if you want to get in, you need to take action at these times. Yeah. I imagine if you're running um a timed launch, you're not running paid media. Social media? Yeah, you're um, not running paid ads.
1: No, no, like all of you you ads.
0: wouldn't you wouldn't need to with the with a timed launch.
1: The only, well, I we suppose we can get into this in a minute, but the only paid ad I have is um, a single lead magnet and that's it. So it's not for, it's not direct sales paid social media. It is into a lead magnet, which is free. And then they run through an email
0: campaign. But, got you. So without getting into too much technicalities, you just, you're just you running paid to the magnet to get them into an email opt-in, to get nurtured, to be sold into a Brilliant timed launch. Clutch
1: but I'm not paying to have them sold into directly into five spaces this month. I'm never paying for that. That's all done organically.
0: Got you. You're just building an email list and an attention.
1: Correct. So the hybrid thing worked well. Um, and then all I did was slowly take, if you've got like face-to-face PT on this side and you've got online on that side, we just kind of like let them conversely move. So as I took on more online, I slowly dropped off face-to-face. You'll find that like, the face-to-face attrition happens itself you'll find that people actually want to move over when they see you have online as an offering which then yeah. allows you to leverage your time further because you're now able to work at not a set time um, you're you know you have a lot more free time to, to do it um, and you'll also find that there is an attrition rate with pt anyway people leave it that is the nature of it so that kind of happened naturally to the point where i got to like 95 percent online five percent um face to face and then like i said before we came live just now like I guess like a, a podcast exclusive that I um, actually just yesterday um, tendered my notes to the gym to say that I'm no longer gonna be doing any face-to-face. Um, sorry clients finding out on here, uh, but I've only got like, I'm only delivering five sessions a week. And to be honest, they're four close friends who yeah. uh, ultimately I enjoy the break from online. It's nice to have, to actually speak to a human being. I speak to a laptop and occasionally the dog, sometimes myself. Um, But I don't actually have any interaction with humans. So I was doing it for that. But as of March the 1st, solely online. So it's taken me four years to go from Matt, the structural engineer, to Matt, the online fitness business guy.
0: Amazing, man. Uh, For anyone listening, right? Because I get a lot of messages from coaches and trainers who want to go online, but they're failing offline. And they have yeah, this, this is right? <laughs> uh, and they have like maybe um, maybe a false idea of oh, it's easier online because there's way more people. Kind of, that's kind of like the common the common thought process. It's
1: a romantic notion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's
0: easier. There's there's billions of people online, whereas in my gym there's only a thousand. So they like put two and two together and go, oh, it must be easier and want to just go online and, and, and coach people online. I picked up on something that you said, which was really, um, which really interesting. You beta tested three people, and you didn't just go straight into it and go, yeah, I'm an online coach, even though you had tons of experience. I, you ba- that
1: I could have done it, Alex. Yeah, I did, exactly. I, I have respect for the client, and I have respect for the, the system that I had to build. Um, And then you just heavily vet the client experience. They're beta testers. Ask them a thousand questions a minute. You want to know everything about the experience so that you can hone that and master master the system, right?
0: Yeah, and and I love that approach, uh, beta testing things to to make them better. I did it the same with my coaching program for PTs. It was on four pieces of paper and it was like 150 quid. And I was like, this is the first time I'm doing this. Let's go. Let's see if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, like... we'll we'll, we'll figure out a solution, right? And it's the same process that you've taken where you're kind of testing the waters, making it work. But what I want to ask you is how integral was the three or two years before of you doing one-to-one to to you going online?
1: I'm glad you asked this because I get my DMs will be largely people asking fitness questions, but there's probably 20% other coaches asking me about how to go online. Now, Hey, this, this notion that it's easier online is a fantastic romantic notion that it's easier to go online. Um, and in many respects, I can see why that makes sense. But if you are crap at your job face-to-face and there's no shame in that, like if you know you need to get better at mastering your craft in the gym, mm. in delivering a PT session and understanding not only how to deliver the exercise, nutrition, but the psychology of the individual, um, you're going to fail online. And the, the biggest failing I see between that transition phase is the inability to make online feel personal um, because there's this real disconnect. Like you and I are sat at two laptops just now at opposite ends of the country, Alex. Um, if we didn't have the, the the ability and then sort of um, social and mental capacity to make this feel like a personal good discussion, this would be the worst podcast ever because it would just sound very robotic and very much like a, a phone call to a service center. So... You do need to build your master your craft. You do need to build your capacity to understand, you know, when you, you check in with a client when they're on the treadmill at the start and they're warming up. If you're my client, I'm like, hey Alex, like how are you? Yeah, good. How did you sleep last night? First question. I want to know how you slept. But I want to know whether I can bury you with like, like maximal load or whether we have to go submax and because you slept like shit, your central nervous system's all jacked up, your HRV's in the toilet you need to have that kind of touchy feely discussion. How do you yeah. say how's your nutrition being? Yeah, yeah. And like actually learn about psychology and how to deliver this stuff. I think there's this definite wave of like you come in, you get your level two, you get your level three, you do six months in the gym and then you're on an online coach. Um you change your Instagram bio to say like Matt Peacock online coach and then before you know it, you're like you expect to be making six figures. Uh, it just doesn't work like that. You need you need there's a there's a rite of passage. It doesn't have to be two, three, four years but it's certainly not six months. Mm. You can you can master that skill. Again, though, the hybrid model works quite well. As long as you have the understanding of that the majority of your time has to be in the gym, I think you, can, you really leverage a hybrid model to, to help you learn not only how to get better online, but how to do it offline as well. You can do them both at the same time without really doing too much harm to your business, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, I like, I like that transitional phase. Um, from like doing the one to one on the gym floor to then going hybrid to then going okay this works I've beta tested it I've got a good process got a good program getting results now I'm 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 confident of going online because I know I'll get results and I'll know I know I'll be able to grow this thing off the back of those results and um, yeah it's kind of like the same process I'd follow with a PT anyway when they're on rent uh, when they're sorry doing contracted hours for a big box gym you don't just go onto rent straight away if you have not mastered your, your marketing and your sales, because like you might get obliterated by the overhead.
1: You'll, you'll quickly will get obliterated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and then you'll panic and you'll get stressed out and that will compromise your business because you'll start getting emotional about everything. So what you're saying is transition into it without creating too much stress and pressure so that you don't cut corners and you give the clients the best experience versus doing it for the sake of, I need to make money
1: hundred percent. I think that's always been a real core value of mine is the client experience and like a real base level core of morality is absolutely key in this industry. It will, it will define how well you do, in my opinion, because if you just have no base level integrity or morality and you're just like out for cash, it will come across very quickly and you, you will bomb your business. You need to give a shit about the, the, the end user. And you need to consider everything that you build, everything that you change and tweak has to be done with how can I make the client experience better, as well as how can I make this easier for myself? It can't just be like, how can I automate this? How can I systemize this? There's a huge emphasis on that in the, in the industry just now, as I'm sure you help guys do. Mm-hmm. Automate, scale, and grow. Great. That has a place. But if it's done at the expense of the client experience, you'll have no clients left, so you can automate anything you like, but there's nobody there's nobody going through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're going to just burn people and then that's going to tarnish your reputation. Then it's going to be harder to get referrals, case studies, testimonials, before and afters. And we all know that they're the lifeblood to building your business. So uh, you've got to think from start to finish, not just client results, not just marketing, every piece of the the puzzle and make sure that they're all getting the attention they deserve to build a successful business. This has been fun. I appreciate we're we're coming up to to 11 already. And I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. You've got a lot of shit to get done. Um, Kind of want to leave people thinking about like your journey and maybe people resonating with what you're doing in terms of your business. Cause you, you're a guy that's come from a corporate background, right? From being in a nine to five. Uh, and doing that whole thing. Then you go to to work in a gym, you build up your one-to-one, then you go to hybrid. Now you're going online, you're going through a, uh, an evolution as a as a person, as a coach, as a man. Like you're going through this amazing journey. What would you say to anyone that's maybe at the start of your journey? So they're, they're maybe in the, the corporate still, or they're doing a nine to five, or they're working part-time in a bar, and they want to go into PT and and take that first step, make it a full-time thing. And and they've got high hopes of building a successful business and doing all these things that you're doing. What would you
1: say to them? I think the most fundamental part is to understand that every transition from where they are now to where they want to be is a dimmer switch, not a flip switch. So it's not, I'm in a nine to five. I'm now a PT. I'm a PT. I'm now an online coach. I'm now a millionaire. Each one of those is a dimmer. So for me, when I was in the office, I was working in the interior design, interior architecture place. I took a step back and went in as a contractor three days a week. So resign from your permanent role. This is the, There's one way to skin a cat. It's not the only way to do it. Resigned from a permanent role, took a contract position that was allowed me to do two or three days a week or five if I needed to whilst doing some PT. As PT grew, grew the dimmer switch rolls over towards PT and away from interior design match. Now I'm PT, Mac, Cool. Now I've got like enough to quit, right? No, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm now going to go and do PT. Now I'm PT. I want to do hybrid online. Build that beta test. Turn the dimmer switch up. Grow the beta test. Grow your online client base as you as that grows. The face-to-face drops down, so that dimmer switch continues again. Then again, obviously, I've just just gone to 100% online at that point. Dimmer switch is at max. We're over here. Cool. What's my next level? And just having that like next level, but not trying to like just jump the minute you see something else it's just a case of transitioning slowly and having always respect for the client in mind Mm. so that you're not just like i'm online now everybody who's face-to-face can either come online or you can bugger off it doesn't work like that like you need to respect the fact these people have likely paid you for two or three years and just because you want to go online doesn't mean you can just drop them like they're hot because you've seen something shiny over there. Magpie syndrome is a big thing in this industry. It's like, oh, something new shiny. Like, oh, online. Like, oh, off we go. And then uh, we just get buried. So yeah, key takeaway, just make every transition a dimmer. Slowly reduce one as you increase another. Don't just jump off a cliff. Mm. You'll never find yourself out of pocket that way. You'll never find yourself too, too out of your depth. Uh, I think quite a lot of time it's that. Jumping into online, being overwhelmed. Key word for what you do, right? Like, overwhelm. All these mm. guys just like stressing out their head because they've just jumped into online, realized that they don't actually know how to do it, but they've let all their face-to-face clients go or they didn't have any in the first place. So yeah, just dimmer it. Move one up as you move the other one down and just keep working across a, a system like that.
0: Yeah, I resonate with that a lot. And um, I think we've all, even ourselves, got to understand that like building a business is a process. It's For a sure. process. Um, and and you've got to take like hedged risk and calculated risk right because no, nothing is certain nothing is certain the only certain thing is death 100 percent. right that's the only certain thing that i know of maybe someone knows something else but like you've got to approach everything with yes this sounds like a logical move a logical step but you've yeah. also got to be like calculated in your risk taking unless you want to get blown up kind of like investing and and uh that sort of principle. So I think that's great advice for anyone listening is is just remember it's a process. Don't beat yourself up if like you take a move and it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Cause it's a feedback loop for you to then go, oh, maybe I should try it a different way. Or maybe sure. I should try something else. Okay, if you continue feedback Yeah, good. feedback loops because I see a lot of people uh doing stuff and then it not working and then them continuing doing the same thing and expecting different results, which as we know is a definition of insanity as albert einstein coined it um so you've got to like be mindful self-aware and and just listen and just watch and see oh if i take this move what happens is that right is that wrong or is there someone that can help me or show me what to do next and just understand it's a process hedge your bets and take calculated risk and and yeah i back what you say It makes a lot of sense
1: for sure i think that reminds me of a quote i have no idea who it's by it's that like doing what you've doing what you done, got you where you are, so what are you are going to change to get you to where you want to be? Yeah. And it doesn't mean wholesale change again, back to the dimmer switch. It's like, you know, if you go back to any level of science that you ever had to, to study, whether it be at like high school or that, you only ever changed one variable so that you could actually category, like categorically say, did that affect the study? You wouldn't change four variables because you've got no idea which one did it. So change one thing, test it. Did it work? Yes or no. Feed that back into the process, change another thing. Mm. it's exactly the same as coaching a client, isn't it? Like you wouldn't change their, their output, their input, their sleep, everything all wholesale. Yeah. Like, fix one it, thing first.
0: It's exactly the same with marketing. When we run Facebook ads and, and we built it a new sh- sure, and we run a, run a new funnel. We don't change, like, we don't change the, the opt-in page, the copy, the image. Um, we don't change the funnel. We don't train the change the training, the lead magnet. We don't change everything at once. We do one test at a time run a hundred people to sure. it. Does that work? Yes, that works. Then we'll run another um, test against the, the winner and see if that works. And you're just making one tweak at a time. So you okay. can see things in isolation. It's just basic science. Just like, just isolate things, just like training. So yeah, really good advice. So appreciate that you've got stuff to do today and uh, we're going to wrap this up. But for anyone listening, where can they check you out? I know you're big on Instagram. We didn't actually get into your Instagram. Because <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna go through like some of your content and the stuff you're doing over there. Because obviously, I think it's really good. Like you've just got such a good brand where it's like clear that it's you. It's very consistent. I want people to go check that out. So, where can they find you on Instagram?
1: Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Um, so you can get me on Instagram at at the Muscle Mindset Coach. Uh, you can get me on www.musclemindsetcoach.com. Um, they're the two places that you will find me hanging out, but largely Instagram. That's, that's my, that's my jam. My
0: where did thanks. the, uh, where did the handle come from?
1: So actually originally the business, my limited business is called Primal Performance Limited because mm-hmm. I'm big into like yoga, the like Primal vibes. Um, but actually Dan Poulter was a big oh, yeah. influence in that. Yeah. He's like, mate, like, what are you doing? Like, this is you. Like I threw the name out once in a meeting and he was like, mate, you need to do that. And I kind of sat on it for a while fought this like battle and he was like, just do it. So I rebranded, did the branding myself. was quite happy with it. And yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I put a big focus on mindset mainly because of some hardship I've had to endure myself. So I had to learn meditation, breath work, a lot of mindset techniques that helped, mm. me, helped me through a really difficult phase, which actually has a, a turn fed back into my coaching capacity and allowed me to feed that back to clients. Um, So, yeah, like both muscle and mindset are two things that people used to associate me with before I had no muscles anymore. But um, yeah, I'm big on mindset.
0: Love that, man. All right. Want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, go check them out, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there see you next week